0: Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 616 for release on Sunday, December thirteenth, two 2020. On WaveScan today, The Radio Scene on Four Little Greek Islands, Part 2, Car Exhaust as a Radio Antenna, and our Philippines DX Report. Well, in our program two weeks ago, we presented the story of The Radio Scene on Four Little Greek Islands, Part 1 in which we told the story of Lesbos on the eastern side of the Greek mainland and Corfu on the western side of the Greek mainland. In our programme today, Ray Robinson presents the radio story of two more of these little Greek islands, this time Zakynthos on the western side and Castellariso on the eastern side.
1: Thanks, Jeff. The island called Zakynthos is the third largest island in the cluster known as the Ionian Islands. This island, with its high steep cliffs, grand rock formations and huge arches, is formed in the shape of an arrowhead, 25 miles long and 12 miles wide. In ancient times it was a source of tar which was found at the bottom of Lake Kerry, and which was used to waterproof the wooden planking on sailing ships. The lack of sufficient fresh water is an ever-present problem on this island. These days, like so many of the Greek islands, Zakynthos is a popular tourist destination and its Navagio beach is described as the most spectacular in the world. The beach at this location is hedged in between high cliffs and the rusting hulk of a 1981 small smuggling boat still lies half buried in the white sands of Zakynthos. Each day some 20 tourist boats visit this location to allow their passengers ashore. The only medium-wave station on the island of Zakynthos was inaugurated with 50 kW on 926 kHz in March 1959, two years after a similar station was inaugurated on nearby Corfu Island, as we mentioned here in our programme two weeks ago. Corfu is towards the most northerly of the Ionian islands, and the 100 mile distant Zakynthos is the most southerly. Programming for this government-operated ERT station on Zakynthos was a combination of locally produced information and music, together with a relay from ERT in Athens. Beginning in July 1998, the local and national programming from these two ERT medium-wave stations, Corfu and Zakynthos, was coordinated to ensure the broadcast of adequate local information for all of these island peoples. After half a century of on-air service, ERT Zakynthos, with its 50 kilowatts on the subsequently adjusted medium-wave channel of 927 kHz, was finally closed in favour of a network of small FM stations. The island, called Castellorizo, is the easternmost inhabited island belonging to Greece, and it lies just one mile distant from the Mediterranean southern coast of Turkey. Nearby are two smaller and uninhabited islands named Strongili and Roe, upon both of which is a small detachment of Greek soldiers. In the 1920s, a Greek woman, Despina Achladioti, together with her husband and mother, lived on Rho Island, and Despina became famous for her daily flag-waving ceremony using a Greek flag. And there is a lighthouse on Strongili Island. These three islands, Castellorizo, Strongili and Roe, are currently in the news due to high-level discussions between the governments of Greece and Turkey regarding their future. The largest population on Castellorizo Island was around 10,000 during the 1800s, though today the population is around 500. Castellorizo Island is somewhat triangular in shape, with a large, wide, indented harbour. It's a popular tourist island, even though there's not one sandy beach along its coastline anywhere. But there are numerous sea caves, including the famous Blue Grotto. In July 1944, a fire at a fuel dump spread and ignited a nearby ammunition dump that exploded and destroyed half the homes on the island. On July the 19th each year, the total population gathers to witness a local custom in which all of the men, and then all of the children, all fully clothed, jump into the sea. They remain in their wet clothes all day. The first radio station associated with Castellorizo Island was not on the island, but rather at the island. The international radio world is quite familiar with the famous radio ship Courier, on board which was installed the electronic equipment for a Voice of America relay station. This ship carried two shortwave transmitters at 35 kilowatts each, together with a mediumwave transmitter at 150 kilowatts. We're familiar with the fact that VOA Courier was stationed at Rhodes Island, though we're seldom aware that this important radio broadcasting ship was on the air on occasions at other locations in the Mediterranean. Radio writer Paul R. McKenna tells us the story about VOA Courier and its visit to Castellorizo Island. In December 1962, the VOA Courier made a surprising 80-mile voyage eastward from Rhodes Island to Castellorizo Island, off the southern Mediterranean coast of Turkey. On board the Courier was a high-level religious and political delegation, which included the Archbishop of the Greek Orthodox Church and the Governor of the Dodecanese Islands, both from Rhodes, and also a troop of Greek Boy Scouts. Approval for VOA Courier to provide this remarkable water taxi voyage across part of the eastern Mediterranean had been obtained from the headquarters of both the American Coast Guard and the Voice of America in Washington, D.C. We might also suggest that top government and White House officials in Washington DC had also granted their approval for this unusual project, even if perhaps they would not themselves required this event. The Courier made an uneventful summer voyage from Rhodes to Castellorizo, arriving at their destination in the afternoon. There were several official events on the island to welcome this delegation of religious and political dignitaries. Official black and white photographs of these events are lodged in the courier files at the Library of Congress. That evening, VOA Courier was on the air again, this time from their new and very temporary anchorage just off the coast of Castellorizo Island. We wonder, does anyone, anywhere in the world, hold a QSL card that verifies the reception of VOA Courier at Castellorizo dated December 20th, 1962? During the evening, a strong wind began to blow and there was apprehension that the courier might be driven against the rocky shore. And to make matters worse, the crew feared that their anchor had become entangled with an underwater electricity cable connecting the Turkish mainland with the Greek island. Right at midnight, all of the lights on the island and on the mainland nearby were extinguished. However, this was not an international crisis. They discovered later that the ship's anchor had merely become entangled with the underwater wreckage of a small boat. And apparently, the power generator on the mainland always stopped generating power at midnight, so the lights went out at that time every night. (laughs) In addition to the short visit by VOA Courier, there's one other radio broadcasting station on Castellorizo. In 1996, a small FM operation began on 104.3 MHz. This local station is still on the air to this day, and it identifies on air, just as you would expect, as Castellorizo Radio.
0: Thank you, Ray. And now we have some uh, more news about recent developments in radio in India. As Jose Jacob, VU2JOS in Hyderabad, India, indicates, All India Radio is having difficulty in shutting down some of their older, higher-powered medium-wave stations, On several occasions when AIR has announced the closure of a particular medium wave station, immediately there is an outcry from listeners, which is then supported by local politicians and AIR staff. As a result, the closure is then delayed or even cancelled. Ray now has the latest information regarding these attempted medium wave closures as provided in a series of email messages from Joss Jacob.
1: The two 100 kilowatt medium wave transmitters at Alapuza in Kerala state that operated on five seven six kilohertz were scheduled to be closed on November the sixth this year, 2020. Due to listener response, the closure date was postponed by one week, and then the closure order was rescinded completely. This station is now on the air again with regular programming as usual. The old 100 kW medium wave transmitter at Gorakhpur in Uttar Pradesh state on 909 kHz was off the air for the past two years and a 10 kW mobile transmitter was operating on the same listed channel. This mobile transmitter was decommissioned and closed at 11.07am on November the 21st last month and the programming was transferred to FM. However, at 5.53 a.m. three days later, the mobile station was reactivated on medium wave and the FM outlets were closed.
2: Suprabhat, medium wave 330.6 meter, yani 909 kilohertz per. Agashwadi ka yeh Ghorapur kendra hai. आज रविवार है शक 1942 की अग्रहण मास की पहली तिथि तदनुसार 22 नवंबर में प्रातः के हैं हमारी आज की The
1: 20 kilowatt transmitter at Bhuj in Gujarat state on 1314 kilohertz was ordered closed on November the 23rd though it is still on the air The high-powered medium-wave station at Jalundha in the Punjab, with two 100kW units on 702kHz, was closed in March 2020 at the beginning of the virus problem. This station carried AIR external programming in the Urdu and Punjabi languages, and this service has since transferred to two nearby FM outlets. The 20kW VB programming on 1323kHz in Kolkata has been off the air now for about a year. This station is now permanently closed and the programming is available on FM. The 100kW transmitter on analogue 1008kHz was closed on November the 13th and transferred to DRM the next day. Likewise, the 100kW analogue transmitter on 1044kHz in Mumbai was closed on the same day, November the 13th, and transferred to DRM the next day. The 300kW medium-wave station on 567kHz in Dibrugarh, Assam, is also scheduled to be closed. And Jose Jacob also adds the following information. AIR is restructuring its home service programming. Just one medium-wave station in each state, in the capital city, will originate all of the programming for that state, and the other stations in that state will act as relay stations only. You may also be interested to know that the latest edition of the Asian DX review from the Indian DX Club International in Kolkata is now available. This monthly bulletin is professionally laid out in full colour, and it contains very interesting and up-to-date information, all in English. Jose Jacob contributes an article on the closure of the shortwave station in Trivandrum, and Pradeet Chandra Kundu presents an article on the medium wave scene in neighbouring Bangladesh. A report from the same Pradeet Chandra Kundu, as published in the November issue of the Naswar Journal in the United States, states that he's received a QSL card from none other than Henry Ahmedhai for the recent broadcast of the Philippine DX report here in WaveScan.
0: And, Ray, we have one last-minute update from uh, Jost Jacob. Uh, he tells us that uh, the tender for the supply, testing, and commissioning of a 50-kilowatt AM DRM shortwave transmitter has been canceled due to major modifications in the specifications and the estimated cost. That information from Hirdesh Kumar at uh, All India Radio, the Director General of All India Radio. Back in July, we presented the story here in Wayscan of a kerosene-powered radio receiver, or more accurately, a radio receiver that was powered by an electric current that generated from the hot flame of a kerosene lamp. Then in November, we presented the story of a gas fire and an electric fire that served as a radio microphone. Well, in our program today, Ray has the story of how the exhaust gases from a motor car engine served as the antenna for a radio receiver.
1: Yes, in 1923, Archibald Montgomery in the United States successfully patented a procedure whereby the exhaust gas from an automobile engine could act as the antenna for a radio receiver. First, the muffler, or as we Brits would say, the silencer, and the tailpipe are insulated electrically with rubber grommets from the rest of the various metals in the car and then insulated points are inserted into the exhaust piping and these act as collectors for the incoming radio signals. Wires from the collecting points are then connected to the antenna terminal on the radio receiver. According to inventor Archibald Montgomery, the radio signal from the exhaust fumes connected to the radio receiver perform quite well as a receiving antenna. Now, this unusual article doesn't indicate what level of reception of radio signals is achieved from this contraption when the car engine is not running. Maybe the exhaust fumes from a motor car engine do carry a radio signal. But we'd suggest that the metal in the muffler and the tailpipe itself probably act as a better radio receiving antenna than would the exhaust fumes. (laughs) Now, Jeff, before I go, if I may, I have a quick update on KVOH here in Rancho Simi, California. For the past few years, we've broadcast during the daytime in the Americas on 17.775 kHz in the 16 meter band, in Spanish from Monday to Friday and in English on Saturdays. But because propagation on 16 meters during the sunspot minimum has been so poor and unpredictable, we've decided to suspend these broadcasts on 17.775 kHz. Instead, we've decided to reactivate broadcasts on our alternate FCC-authorised frequency of 9975 kHz, just off the top end of the 31 meter band. So KVOH will now be heard on 9975 kHz during North American evenings from 0 to 0700 UTC. Programming will be in Spanish for 2 hours from 0 to 0200, and then in English for the remainder of each night's broadcast from 0200 to 0700. And this will be nightly, except for North American Sunday nights, UTC Monday nights, when we'll be off the air. Although we primarily target the Caribbean region, the signal should be heard quite well across most of North America too, and we'll be playing quite a lot of music of various genres, so we hope people will check us out. Dino Bloise's Spanish language program for shortwave listeners, Frecuencia Aldea, will now be heard at 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday evenings and repeated at the same time on Saturdays. And this program, AWR Wave Scan, will now be heard at 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays with a repeat at the same time on Mondays. There's a full schedule of course on our website at www.voiceofhope.com. Thanks, Jeff.
0: Thanks again, Ray and it will be good to hear uh, kvoh back on 9975 kilohertz in the 31 meter band i think it was a number of years ago that uh, that you used that frequency so thanks for the update on kvoh now let's go out to henry umarhai in the philippines with his dx report for
3: december Merry Christmas and advance Happy New Year everyone to all our dear shortwave listeners wherever you are welcome to the December 13th edition of the Philippine DX. This is report number 165. I'm Henry Umaday in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank our DXer friends for sending their reception report most recently. Mr. Thomas Balkner in Germany, Mr. Konstantin Barsankov in St. Petersburg, Russia, and Mr. Richard Limke in Alberta, Canada. To all of you, thank you. Very much reception lags for November 2020. November 8, China Radio International on 11955 in Filipino from Kunming at 1145 sao 444 November 9, T8WH World Harvest Radio on 9965 in English from Palau at 837 sao SIO444. November 10, Trans World Radio 11965 in English. From Aganya, Guam at 1119 SIO 454. November 11, NHK Radio Japan on 17810. In Japanese, from Tokyo, Yamada at 0225 SIO 333. November 12, Radio Taiwan International on 15320. In English, from Tainan at 0325 SIO 3. 3, 3. November 15, China Radio International and 17690 in English from Genoa at 1019 SIO555. November 15, Adventist World Radio and 17535 in Filipino from Agat Guam at 1036 SIO555. November 15, Adventist World Radio and 15495 in Indonesian from Guam. At 11.20, SIO 555. November 15, China Radio International on 5910 in Filipino from Beijing at 11.55, SIO 434. November 21, Radio Thai One International 11.915 in Indonesian from Tainan at 10.20, SIO 555. November 22, Adventist World Radio on 11.990. In English, from Guam at 2220, SIO444. And November 23, BBC World Service on 15310. In English, from Tinang at midnight 15, SIO555. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception, likes, and informations to PilipinasDX at Chiahoo.com. That's P-I-L-I-P-I-N-A-S-D-X for PilipinasDX at yahoo.com. This has been Henry Omadai for Wavescan in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental, Central Philippines, saying, Maligayong Pasko at manigong bagong taon sa inyong lahat.
0: Thank you, Henry, and a very Merry Christmas uh, to you out in the Philippines. I have a couple of reception reports I want to mention here. People who've uh, sent reports on Wavescan recently. Marcus Koilertz is in Dusseldorf, Germany. He heard us on 9510 kHz from IWRs uh, Italian Radio Relay Service, at 1140 UTC. And the Sinpo there in Dusseldorf was 54445. Four, four four then we go to uh, Madhab Chandra Sagur in Naihati District of West Bengal, India, who heard us at 1600 UTC on 17730 730 kHz that's the Madagascar relay of AWR with a 444 sio a strong and steady signal and finally our good friend Toshio taki in Tamanawa Kamakura Japan who actually uh, prepares the uh, Japan DX report here uh, for Wave Scan Yukiko Suji of course voices it and uh, he heard uh, AWR's wave scan via WRMI on 5850 kilohertz. Uh, there in Japan on December 7th at 0800 UTC uh, with the Japan DX reports, uh, and he uses a, a Perseus SDR receiver. Thanks, Toshi. Good to hear from you. And Christmas music from Greece ends this edition of Wavescan. Thanks for listening to Wavescan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week on Wavescan, it's our special Christmas program of Christmas music around the world. We hope you'll tune in for that. Several QSL cards are available for the program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for Wavescan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI, or WWCR, or KVOH, or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IWRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry Wavescan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air. Here in the program, they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is QSL at AWR dot O-R-G. The postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong. that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok 10, One one zero, Thailand. Again, that's Adventist World Radio, PO Box two three four, Prakanong, Bangkok, one zero one one zero, Thailand. And the email address for WaveScan for other correspondence other than reception reports is WaveScan at AWR dot org. That's WaveScan at AWR dot org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone.